It's time for The Bright Side, a coaching radio show for change makers, the organizations and positive leaders creating positive change in the world. The Bright Side is sponsored by P-Link Leadership. P-Link Leadership has one big goal, to accelerate positive change. It's all based on fusing the sciences of human nature with the discipline of leadership to transform the world of work, or as we call it, accelerating positive change in a big way. And now as your host, Alexis Robin, COO and co-founder of P-Link Leadership, I'm here to bring you 10 minutes of insight, theory, and actionable tips to support you on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Welcome to The Bright Side. This week we are talking about what's vulnerability got to do with it, being decisive in uncertain times. And what does vulnerability have to do with it? Actually, quite a lot. Last week, I was speaking with a client who shared that making decisions right now seemed harder than usual. I asked her what felt hard about making decisions, and she shared that things seemed riskier than usual because she couldn't be certain about what was coming in the next few months or between now and the end of the year. I certainly could relate to that. I said, it sounds like you're talking about vulnerability the feeling of risk, uncertainty, and emotional exposure. Making decisions seems to be making you feel more vulnerable than usual. And her response was, yeah, I guess so. So it's nice when we have a lot of time to reflect on decisions of consequence and consider the pros and cons. But as our workload and our life load increases, we can be called upon to make decisions more quickly and by gut feel more than strategic reflection. This really increases the feelings of vulnerability. So we avoid vulnerability because it's uncomfortable. We want to stay safe. And as humans, we've gotten pretty good at avoiding vulnerability. There's even a name for it. It's called gatekeeping. This is the art of keeping vulnerability at bay through behaviors like humor or self-deprecation, sarcasm, shaming, overanalyzing, or subject changing. There's, the list goes on. In a meeting earlier this year, I had a participant ask me if I could explain gatekeeping in a different way. We always kick off our Dare to Lead sessions, the work of Brene Brown, with organizations by talking about gatekeeping behaviors because they tend to be sessions where we're diving into vulnerable topics. And they asked me like, hey, can you can you say this in a different way? I don't quite get it yet. And so I use the metaphor of gatekeeping as a bouncer at a club. And I thought back to my years in college and living in San Diego when we would, you know, roll up downtown to a club and the bouncer would be standing outside with the velvet rope and the the line of people. And I said, gatekeeping works as a bouncer. Basically, no matter how fly or fabulous vulnerability looks, the bouncer's not letting vulnerability in the club and will do pretty much anything to keep vulnerability out. So my co-founder at P-Link Leadership, Gretchen, went on to extrapolate this story and named the bouncer Gary. So now we call the gatekeeping bouncer Gary. You can check out the parable in Gretchen's article on the P-Link Leadership LinkedIn page this week. It's pretty great. But the problem with avoiding vulnerability is that we inadvertently also avoid being courageous. And these two are inextricably related. And you can't get to courage without facing vulnerability and without feeling vulnerable. If you don't believe me, consider a time that you did something brave or you witnessed someone else being brave. Did either of those acts of courage not require risk, uncertainty, or emotional exposure? In our workshops, people can never come up with an act of courage 
that doesn't involve risk, uncertainty, or emotional exposure. So they, they are linked. And in fact, Brene Brown talks about vulnerability being the birthplace of courage. We have to be willing to tolerate it and feel it in order to be courageous. So as the new normal is ever-changing, adaptive leaders are needed more now than ever. And adaptive leaders adapt. They move and they shift directions as their context changes, and they know that what worked before may not be the solution. So when I think back to my conversation with my client earlier this week, I can recognize that she was feeling vulnerable. She was feeling like making decisions under pressure without all the data, without all the time to reflect on it, felt uncomfortable. It felt risky. But the reality is she knew that she needed to work on this, which is why she brought it to coaching because rigid leaders look back and they cling to what worked in the past. They hang on to what they know and doing anything they can to keep vulnerability at bay. But that's a challenge because over time, if you cling to what worked in the past and your context is changing, you are going to run into issues. Your results are going to become less effective because you are working with data from an old context or an old situation. How are effective and adaptive leaders building up their decisiveness in uncertain times and how can you? So first of all, notice if you are gatekeeping, holding off vulnerability with a velvet rope. Ask yourself, what's at risk for me here? Often we resist vulnerability because we want to stay safe or we want people to like us and that's playing to not lose. The second is to create a culture of decisiveness by modeling and making decisions even when you don't have all of the data. Let your direct reports know that there's almost nothing that your team or organization can't come back from. There's often more damage done when we hesitate to make a decision than when we make a bad decision or we make a decision that's not as good as if we had more data. You want to be able to balance both your intuition and the data that's available. So there is going to be a time where you have to choose something and you may not have all the data, but you can lean on your intuition And in the past, I always thought intuition was this kind of woo-woo thing, like, ooh, you've got intuition, like you're magic or some kind of, you know, wizard. But the reality is our intuition is a collection of memories stored deep in our brains over time that we access in thin slices. You can read about this in Malcolm Gladwell's book, Blink, or in Dan Goldman's book, Focus. They both talk about these concepts of this intuition or this deep knowing that resides outside of our consciousness. And so we can trust that gut feeling. Often that's why we are asked to take tests and people say, just answer what your first instinct is. That's usually the best answer. That's because of our intuition. So you want to balance both your intuition and the data. Focus on the most important details when challenges arise. Don't get hung up on all the ancillary stuff. What is the problem we're trying to solve here? What are we trying to do? And if you can get clear on that, you can become more decisive. And then finally, be willing to shift directions if things aren't working. I've seen a lot of leaders defend poor decisions because they're afraid of admitting that they made a mistake. Even when a mistake is unintentional, it's not necessary to hang on or defend a decision you made when you didn't have that much data. If you made it and it's not working out, you can just simply say, oh, wow, I can see that this isn't working. We're going to need to shift gears. Let's think about what our next move is. That's okay. That's part of being a leader is taking a risk, making decisions. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But being willing to let go 
and change course if you need to is a powerful tool in your adaptive leadership bag. So being willing to lean into the discomfort of vulnerability and building a tolerance for that discomfort, you can decide to take courageous steps forward again and again. Yes, you're going to succeed and yes, you're going to fail, but you will keep moving towards the vision and outcome that you want versus getting stuck and hunker down trying to avoid what you don't want. So what's vulnerability got to do with it? Well, it's inextricably linked to courage. And right now we need courage more than ever, especially as leaders. I welcome you to try one of these practices that we've described and feel free to let us know how it worked for you. You can go ahead and post it on one of our social media pages with P-Link Leadership. If you enjoy The Bright Side, please share it with a friend and subscribe to our podcast. Thanks so much. Have a great week.